In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. everyone welcome back to another episode of the eat sleep fantasy football podcast my name is christian brito my name is jeff joining me on the call as always is mr dale demott go for dale fuck you dale fuck you yeah uh that intro was awesome by the way a new ukulele version of our intro we haven't figured it out yet but we're getting there um, people are probably going to hate that as much as they hated everything else. <laughs> yeah, but we are the trendy thing to hate. So that's why we are the, uh, what is it this week? We're, I don't know. Last week we were the fidget fit spinners of fantasy football. We're like the vape machines of fantasy football. Yeah, that's what we are. Or the, uh, like the, the Roomba of fantasy football. No, I like my Roomba. Uh, that got in and out really quick. I got one and I don't even use it anymore. My, do you have it set on the automatic thing? Yes, but it scares my dog, and so I have to stop it all the time. And <laughs> so it's like, so you know, I have it set to go off like right after I leave for work. Nice, yeah, that's good. And only like sometimes when I come home and it got like stuck on a sandal, is it annoying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but happened. for the most part, it's pretty damn good. Why are we talking about Roombas? This is not where we were supposed no. to go. What, with I, what I want to talk about is uh, being a real man. Um, do you know anything about cars? Like, honestly, like you don't have to bullshit. Like, do you know anything? Like, can you hold your own in, you know, uh, in a, I don't know, mechanic shop? No, okay. I can only do the basics, like change a tire, plug, uh, plug a tire, uh, change my oil, like the very basics. Do you, ha- when's the last time you changed your own oil? Oh, I do. Why would I? If I could pay someone <laughs> okay. else to do it. Exactly. Exactly. But, but that's my, that's not just with cars. I do that with everything. Right. Like, right. If I can pay someone else to do it and then not have to do it myself, I, I do that. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Today, I get my stuff delivered to my house, Dale. <laughs> Today, my grocery I, stuff. I uh, my the battery in my truck was dead and it has been dead for like two weeks now, and I keep putting it off. And so I just parked it in my uh, driveway, and then we just take my wife's car everywhere. But uh, I so I had to change the battery. I got out like my you know my old set of socket wrenches you know to get everything out and i got like super dirty i still have like grease stuff underneath my fingernails i did everything i went to the auto store i tested my battery it was dead so i got a new one i put it in and it took me like an hour of course because i don't really not very efficient and uh when i was done i was driving my truck around and like i had like the sense of pride like i just I don't know, restored a, you know, classic car. Like, I was so proud of myself, like, driving around. I was like, yeah, this truck runs now because of me. Like, you know, they do that for you at the store, right? Well, my my battery is so dead. That you couldn't even jump it? Well, I jumped it once, like, a week ago, and it died again. So I was just like, fuck it, I'll just take the actual battery to the store. So anyways, uh, made me... It's quite easy to do. So I know. you should not feel impressed. I That's what that's I'm like saying. That's like changing, like, the headlight my, and feeling proud. That's what I'm saying, like... I am such a pussy when it comes to this stuff. Like, I hate car stuff. Whoa. Yeah, I do. I do. Like, I mean, I know how to change a tire. I never have. Um, I never change my oil. I don't, uh, I'm not going to lie, I have no clue how to change oil. Like, there's something underneath the car that you have to unscrew, right? Like, the something, rather, like a little can-looking thing. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, um, I just wanted to tell everybody that I was proud of myself, and maybe you should be proud of me, too. Are you proud of me? Proud of you, Dale. Thanks. <coughs> I was gonna call you son. <laughs> That's all I want. I just want uh I just want some acknowledgement. Okay. Today we so, are we're talking about uh running backs. Uh <laughs> switch the subject really quick. Thank God. <laughs> um we're talking about running backs today, 
particularly the ones who moved around in the offseason. If you haven't been paying attention, right. uh, leave it to us. We'll fill you in this episode. Um, also, don't forget, follow us on Twitter at SleepFF. Uh, we have a draft kit out. Go to our website and sign up for the draft kit. Um, we have an Alexa skill that not many very not very many fo- fantasy football podcasts have. Uh, so if you have Alexa, uh, download our skill and uh, you can ask it questions and it gives you random fantasy football facts and we'll be updating those so you can use them week to week so that's kind of cool. yes yes the alexa skill is pretty damn cool um the draft kit which our writers have contributed with as well as ourselves uh, the host here um please please read my article i spent way too much time <laughs> writing that uh, if you know somebody that wants to get into fantasy football for the first time, beginner's guide to fantasy football on the draft kit. I'm going to plug my own work for some reason. There you go. Uh, that's how it's done, right? That's exactly how it's done. Hey, Dale, I got a, I got a segue for you here. What? Well, actually, never mind. It doesn't work here. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> it's nope. like the opposite of a segue. Just, <laughs> retra- just retract it. Because I was going to jump into... Because here, today, we're going ha- to talk about uh, the running back moves, which you just mentioned. Right. Um, and I wanted to get into that and I got a great segue for it, but I forgot that right above it on our, on our uh, outline for today is the news that we need to cover first. So I will use that segue later if I remember. Okay. Uh, hey, can we, uh, I want to give a shout out to just a few people really quick because we don't do this enough for our listeners, the listeners who gave us good reviews. Uh, can I just go down a quick list here? Do you mind? Sure. Uh, George Jones, uh, thank you very much. Carl Hans, thank you very much. Uh, Dane Henke. I'm assuming these are... Dan? D-A-N-E. Dane or Dan? Dane. 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 Okay. He said, uh, he, said they, he, he can always trust our advice and information. Well, so, that guy is living his life wrong. There you go. Um, who else? Uh, Shane. Uh, he said, we're highly recommended. Uh, this guy. No. He says, it sounds like we're talking in a garage. I'll pass him over uh Kalop, i think that's how you pronounce his name k-a-l-o-p i can go on and on i'm not going to uh, i'll just go Kalop. guy's name is Klopp. i'm don't make fun of our listeners names we only have like 10 of them we don't need to start making fun of the ones we have jeez we have a lot bigger podcasts than people think we have to wait to... this guy's no hold on this guy's name is med chubby <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah. it could be a girl uh Probably not. They lo- they liked Kenny Kenneth, so I'm gonna go with that's probably a girl. Oh yeah, the yeah. only good person looking person's ever been on our pod. Yeah, and uh, oh uh, Nick, yeah, thanks for Nick uh, Wadsworth. Um, I don't know. There's tons of people. We we appreciate everybody's feedback on iTunes. The good feedback that is uh, reviews on iTunes helps us out. Uh, when people are looking for podcasts, they generally look at the ratings. You know to see if it's even worth for them just to download and check out one episode. If you haven't never heard of us, I'm sorry that we haven't even gotten to any fantasy football content, but we are a fantasy football podcast that is dedicated to giving you up-to-date fantasy knowledge and, uh, I don't know, throwing a little bit of, I guess, nonsense every now and then just to not make it so boring if you're uh, doing some cardio in the gym right now or, um, you know, walking the dog. Uh, we're here to help you uh, pass the time. And we mean walking the dog, the yo-yo move. Yeah, yeah. I could do that. I'm good at yo-yo. You probably were 15 years ago, 20 uh, years ago. I'm pretty good at yo-yoing and I'm pretty good at juggling. Two things you don't really know about me. We can move on. I just need to juggle these nuts in your mouth. Oh, oh, and uh, in a, just a couple minutes, we, are, we talked to uh, Andy Alberth from the National Fantasy Football Convention uh so that was fun to talk to him um we have talked way too much about nothing you we our listeners have gotten zero uh so far a couple minutes into the show i feel bad for him we uh will re-record the intro and say just fast forward (laughs) to eight minutes in if you want actual (laughs) fantasy news fair yeah and draft kit uh caleb joe gavin tyler ian aaron uh, Tyler, Curtis, Bergie. Oh, Bergie. stop. Okay, sorry. Thank you. I read on like a podcast thing that it was good to say people's names. <laughs> so, sorry. So, 
Uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into the news, because if I don't stop the runaway train that is Dale, it doesn't fucking stop. Okay. Oh, I got News. I, I got I to gotta drop for the news. Noticia There. You like that? <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. All right. First piece of news. Jeremy Macklin signed with the Ravens. Kind of seemed like that's what he was going to do, and then he left without a contract the first time. Then he comes back a few days later. Two-year deal they reached on Monday the 12th. What say you about Jeremy Macklin to the Ravens? Yeah. Excuse my coughing, by the way. I'm getting over the flu. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, I don't like Jeremy Macklin, but uh, going to the Ravens in a system that doesn't have a lot of options, uh, besides Mike Wallace, really... um, this could be really could be decent for Jeremy Macklin. Flex worthy, for sure, I'd say. Don't you agree? Uh, I think so. I think assuming full health, a team that uh last year second in the league in pass attempts, year before first in the league in pass attempts, exactly. uh their defense doesn't seem like it's improved a whole lot. It's tough to read the Ravens year by year, though, in terms of their receiving core. We got that probably the worst call for both of us last year was trying to figure out who would be the lead receiver for the Ravens. Uh, Jerry Macklin comes in and finally gives that receiving core a big name to add to, you know, a few has-beens and a few Mm never-beens, like Brashad Perriman. For right. example, exactly. So it's it's difficult to read the situation, but I I think Jeremy Macklin is the best receiver here, and will probably end the year with a very solid stat line. Nine hundred yards seem fair to you. That, fair, you know, realistic for you. Fair. Five to six touch, four to six touchdowns somewhere I, in that range. I was gonna say four to five. Yeah, that that's fair. Okay. I, I I'm gonna go page. five to six. I you know I I put the over under at. Five touchdowns, okay. I guess, for, for Jeremy Macklin. The, the yardage at, like, 900, 905, like, right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I like it. I mean, the one thing that we've learned from playing fantasy football for the past, I don't know, five, eight years is don't trust Joe Flacco. <laughs> um, right. So, that, that that's that. Um, yeah. Going to another quarterback, uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, they're saying he is way more comfortable uh, and the game is slowing down for him. Um, do you, are you go, are you buying into this? Is Carson Wentz going to be any better? I mean, he started the year off pretty hot, you know, had, I think zero interceptions for a pretty large portion right. of the year. Um, what are you looking at what the ha- Eagles offense any differently than you were last year? What happened to Wentz last year? I, I am looking at them differently. I think, I think Wentz is going to have a good sophomore season. What happened to him is that they started out slow. They saw that he exceeded with a lot of the dink and dunk, and uh, limited playbook that they handed him. So they tried to open it up, and he failed miserably the second half of the season. And so now him being able to say that he feels more comfortable, you know, that's kind of what you want to hear in the offseason. I don't, you know, want to pay too much attention to it. But I think another year in the system, uh, added weapons, right? I think that they've done exactly what they needed to in this offseason in addressing their biggest needs, which was the wide receiver position, uh, and and some of those uh, key playmaker positions. So I think Carson Wentz is going to have more of an arsenal, more weapons to throw to, should have a better year. I don't love the guy. The quarterback position's stacked and deep, it's, but it he's going to have a better 2017 than he had a 2016, if that's saying anything. This is like the year of the late-round quarterback. I mean, last year we kind of talked about it a little bit, right, uh, with the Derek Carr and Tyrod Taylors of the world. Um, I mean, this year's, I think, a little deeper. I mean, you know, we're looking at, you know, guys last year like Marcus Mariota. He's there, you know, they're getting bumped up to almost, you know, that second tier level. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's just so many options. One thing I do want to say about the Eagles is Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, Christian and I both looked into, uh, I think this is an article that's going to be coming out soon by us too, is uh, the ADP history. And uh, one thing I would advise for Alshon Jeffrey, and Christian, you can correct me if you don't agree, um, when you're drafting and say you're in NFL.com draft lobby, you know, and you're picking the players and they're kind of pre-sorted for you already, you're going to see Alshon Jeffrey keep moving up, moving up, moving up until it's your turn. And then, you know, the next player available is going to be Alshon Jeffrey. 
whenever that is, you wait like an extra round or two. And if he's still there, then you get him. <laughs> long, long way right. of saying, uh, wait on him. Don't jump on his ADP because he's going too quick on pretty much every major site. Right. You agree? I agree. He's he's never he's a, he has never outperformed his ADP with the exception of his rookie year. His rookie year, yeah, exactly, so. which he was undrafted. So yeah, you could you could un, outperform an undrafted ADP if you were given a shot without, and if you didn't have a degenerative my knee, knees knee condition, yeah. exactly. All right, what about Eric Decker? Eric Decker moving to the Titans. Um, him him and Jesse James are going to Nashville. Dude, that's a really good looking couple. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Like, both ends of that. Like, yeah. Eric Decker's got to be, if not the best, like, top three best-looking guys in the NFL, right? I, I yeah. I'd I probably... Yeah, I mean, I would say top five. Right here. No, no, no. I No, he's, uh, you know, top five. God, I, I, I don't have a Who list you got ahead of my head. Him. Don't ask me, because I don't know, but... Um, you need to name nothing but white guys. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has nice eyes. No man, Decker's way better looking than Aaron Rodgers. Hey, everybody has different tastes, I guess. So many people have tuned this out. <laughs> okay, <coughs> Eric Decker uh, is going to the Titans just in one more weapon for Marcus Mariota. Uh, hence, you know me okay. saying that he's Marcus Mariota is going to be bumped up anyways. But great, yeah, we get you're going to bump up Mariota. That's fine. Whatever. What are you doing with Decker? Uh, what am I doing, with Decker? I am. Drafting Eric Decker as a wide receiver two slash flex, probably a stronger flex. Okay. And that's fine. Uh, that's kind of where I was trying to get you earlier in in a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And you were kind of around. resistant. I'm coming around. Uh, I think he deserves to be in a wide receiver three category. It's not great for his value here. I don't love the landing spot. He could have landed in probably 20 better teams. But... What we've seen is that he's always a great option. He pretty much does exactly what you want him to do every year. And uh, it does hurt Richard Matthews, though, in my opinion. I think it... Yes, I agree. I think it hurts Richard Matthews. I think it dings Corey Davis's value a little bit. Um, yeah, I think it I think it kind of hurts all of them. Yeah. I still like Decker, though. I think he's still going to be underdrafted. Watch his ADP is gonna go down because it was thirty six. Yeah, a little bit out of sight, out of mind type thing. And you know right. what has he done for me lately? So there, he's not on everybody's on top of everybody's draft boards, but um, he'll be usable. I'm coming around to him, especially with the Titans. I just think there's way too many mouths to feed, and Titans are still, uh, I think, a run first offense with that offensive line. His ADP come the season will be fortieth. Among wide receivers, yeah. 30, 35th to 40th. Right. Um, I got to see what has happened to his ADP since this move happened. Uh, but I, I don't think he's going to be that high. And, okay, so right now his ADP among wide receivers is 37th. Like, he's going to outperform that. Yes. Uh, right after him. Right after him, 38th, is Corey Davis. Yeah. Like, you're telling me that Eric Decker is not going to outperform the rookie. He's good, man. Corey Davis is good, but no. Uh, you know, the whole thing is, is Marcus Mariota going to spread it around and be a really good quarterback, or is he going to focus in on the guy he likes? And that's what's we'll going to focus in on two guys, and those guys will be Eric Decker and Delaney Walker. Maybe Delaney Walker, yes. Yeah. And then Rashard Matthews will get what's left over. Yeah. Exactly. He somehow will Richard Matthews will somehow end up with like six touchdowns no matter what. Right. Because <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah. But yeah. moving on. Okay. Next piece of news, Dale. Next piece of news. Uh, we're going to talk actually uh, later this week. We are going to talk to a Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer. Um, and I really want to talk to him about Cameron Brait and OJ Howard and, and that whole offense. But uh, Cameron Brait right now is set to open as a 2017 starter. Um, that, you know, that rookie OJ Howard ton of people are really high on him, especially in dynasty leagues. Um, is is going to take a back seat to Brate, and Brate is looking really good in practice. Um, is if he... if you're in a redraft league and you're drafting OJ Howard, I think you're high on pot news. Yeah, uh, I mean OJ. I think, and you know, I tweeted at uh, a couple different reporters and people who know 
the Bucks really well and asked them what they thought about O.J. Howard, and they all said he has talent, but he's not going to make an immediate impact. Um, so if it's something mid-season that happens uh, where he starts eating away at the time, uh, nobody's talked about the two tight end set either, uh, which I was kind of surprised at. Right. No, O.J. Howard's going to be a blocker for that first season. And fantasy tight ends in their first year don't tend to do much. Right. It just it, it never materializes. But there's always a first. There's always that one guy who, you know, will set, you know, set a trend and say, hey, he could be the next O.J. Howard in a couple of years. Okay. Anyways, Thank you, Dale. You're welcome. Uh, Randall Cobb. So your basic argument, because now I'm going to get upset with you. <laughs> your basic argument was, oh, it never happens. So it's bound to happen. Uh, that is everything we <laughs> preach against. That is the antithesis of what the show Look, is. Please don't do that. I am, I'm definitely not saying that OJ Howard is draftable in, in uh, redraft leagues. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is where where do you think he should go among tight ends? Uh, late. I mean, eighteen to twenty four. I say he shouldn't be among the top twenty tight ends. And he's being drafted as a number as a as a top twelve tight end. Yeah, no. He's being drafted ahead of guys like Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, Julius Thomas, Jason Witten, amongst uh, over his teammate Cameron Brate, and none of those guys would I take to OJ Howard over. Absolutely none of them. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Did I get a little too passionate about this? Yeah, it's okay. I love the passion though. Name another famous OJ. Can't think of one. Yeah, me neither. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Randall Cobb, uh, they're saying reports coming out of camp are saying that Randall Cobb is going to be more involved in 2017, blah, blah, blah. I I don't even know why I even have this news down because it's just, yeah, everybody's going to want to be more involved, right? Uh, but Mike, question Mike McCarthy you, stated that he wants to involve Cobb more in the offense. Why are you talking about Randall Cobb and nobody cares about Randall Cobb? Do you think anybody takes like things that I say like that seriously? Like, they're seriously, like, throwing their hands up in the air, like, really? You don't know a famous OJ? <laughs> I think I think a lot of people don't get our show. I think a lot okay, of people okay. don't understand us. Okay. Because I just want to, like, let people know when I do that, I'm being facetious. I think they know. And then now there's people in our audience like, really? You're going to use words like facetious? <laughs> yeah. If you're going to insult me, insult me to my face. I mean, everybody, when you think of OJ, you think of OJ Mayo, is. right? Yes, absolutely. So, all right, Dale. So, Wait. we were talking earlier about batteries, right, and how that needs to power your car. And I want to think of the NFL team as a car right now, and talk about this. What sounds like might... a setup. Wait, hold on. This sounds like a setup for a really bad sponsor read. <laughs> what when might... you're in your car this summer? Oh. Sorry. Thanks, man. What might be the battery? What might power that uh, that offense in that team? And I think that's the running back position. Ooh. But sometimes your running back, your your battery wears out, and you got to change that battery. You got to change that running back. So let's go ahead and talk about the offseason moves of changes to and, the running back position. And sometimes batteries get fat. So let's go ahead and talk about Eddie Lacy. <laughs> so yeah, Eddie Lacy, I uh, guess, shed some weight and moved from the Packers to the Seahawks. Um, what kind of impact does Lacy have with the Seahawks? What does it look like for those guys? Um, you know, for the Packers and the Seahawks. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so let's first talk about the impact on Lacy. Uh, this is kind of a prove it deal for Eddie Lacy. It's uh, very incentive-based. He's got even incentives during this offseason about making weight, bonuses that he'll make uh, throughout the offseason. And really, it's about whether or not he can prove it this year. And for me, I think that he can. We've seen him be very productive in a team that tried to run the ball more but really was a pass-first offense. Now he's moving to a team that... Uh, tried to pass the ball more last year, but really is a run-first offense in the Seattle Seahawks. I think if Eddie Lacy is given the opportunity and actually 
tries to keep his body in, in the right physical condition, he's set up for success. This is a team that I understand their offensive line is not great, but it's better than the, the shithole that it was last year. Yeah. Um, and they know how to run the ball there. Like, that's what they're going to try to do. Having a running quarterback only helps his cause. And I, I like the move for Lacey. Now, in terms of who he leaves behind in the Packers, in terms of Ty Montgomery, oh, well, like, I don't think Ty Montgomery should be a starting NFL running back, but that's what it is for right now. Um, You know, I, the other guys in, in Seattle, you know, I they're – they're not much of importance to me. I think uh, I think it kind of hurts them a whole lot. You, do you think Thomas Rawls is draftable now? Because I don't. Uh, I, I think he way, loses a l- way late. Like when you're almost done with the draft and you're like you're looking at your cheat sheet and looking at players uh, to that you recognize, and you see if you see Thomas Rawls that, sitting there, uh, I'd consider. Um, I think CJ Procise has some right. some That's value. Next guy, yeah. Okay, so CJ Procise, I would rather have over Thomas Rawls yeah. because if if there's going to be anything coming out of that backfield that isn't Eddie Lacy, it'll be CJ Procise in the passing game. I think CJ Procise will actually be used a lot, split out in the slot or even split out wide to to be another package, another option, and a team that kind of wants to throw the ball more, but will try to do it first through Eddie Lacy and through Russell Wilson's legs. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, and like you said, you were mentioning Ty Montgomery. Uh, he's, you know, he's a guy that just, he's going to have value because he's there. <laughs> like, they're okay with using him the way they are, and they're they're just moving on. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, right. Ty Montgomery... Should he remain the starter throughout this offseason, will will end up being good. Yeah. Like he's gonna be good this season. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll remind you, like, he's going to be good because he's in a position for success. Yeah. Not because he's a great running back. Right, right, because they're handing it off to him. That's the only reason really. <laughs> All right. Uh I want to get your thoughts on Jamal Charles here. Um, Charles said that he thinks the way he feels right now, he thinks he could be the man in the Broncos backfield. Um, you know, but he is 30 years old or, you know, is he 30? Uh, maybe he's just turned 30 or he's turning 30 right. soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. he will be at the start of the season. Okay. That's, yep. that's what I know. That's what I look at. So I can't tell you when his birthday is, but he'll be 30 when the season starts. Yep. And he has more knee surgeries than I do. Um, it's still, Wait, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Do you have any knee surgeries? No. Okay, because <laughs> this is a running joke on our podcast that you have bad knees. But I, I, I didn't know if you were there. No, I really I wanted do to dive in. Knees. To your but they, they oh. yeah, no, they said surgery won't really help me. So maybe I'll talk about my knees later. Okay, the bees knees. Um, Disney. <laughs> uh, so yeah, C.J. Anderson, uh, I think is still the running back to own. Uh, Correct. Jamal Charles, little value. Um, I don't. I think he's one of these older guys that I think Adrian Peterson has a better chance of producing than Jamal Charles. Do you agree? No. Really? You take Charles over Peterson? No. I still take Peterson, but I just I don't I don't love either one. Yeah, yeah. You said a better chance to produce. Yeah. I don't think either one will produce. <laughs> I think Adrian Peterson's gonna <laughs> No no no. Let me answer your question seriously. Now Adrian Peterson is is uh is gonna probably end up being the guy, but we'll get to that in just a second because we're talking about Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles can do good in a limited role. Um, just to stop uh, being you know tongue in cheek, taking it seriously here. C.J. Anderson is the guy yeah. in Denver. Yeah. C.J. Anderson should be given the opportunity to be the number one guy. We've seen what he can do when he's healthy. I think he's a talented running back. I think there's still a good offense in general, even despite uh, the misery at the quarterback position. Now, Jamal Charles has been electric, amazing, a wonderful runner, even in limited opportunities, and in fact, probably better in limited opportunities than when given the full workload. Uh, He has unfortunately had multiple knee issues now, multiple ligament tears. 
um, and now is going to be hitting that 30 years old mark. However, if there's anybody that I think can still do a good job in a limited role to be a guy that you kind of plug in midseason and don't expect a ton from, but it will be your bi-week fill-in, will be your flex guy, will be somebody that you can plug in throughout the season, it's Jamal Charles. Like You're not expecting a lot, but there's the possibility. Should C.J. Anderson suck? Should they want to give Jamal Charles more as the season goes on? Because what we do see every single fucking year in Denver is that they can't figure out their running back position. Hopefully this year they will, and one of these guys, one of these two guys by the end of the year will be extremely valuable. I'm just placing my bet on C.J. Anderson because he's younger and because he doesn't have three knee uh, three knee issues or two knee issues or whatever. Um, uh, but I think Charles can do well with limited opportunity. Yeah, you know what I think is going to happen? And uh, we'll be talking about this week one after it happens, and we'll replay this, and I'll make sure to save this audio. Week one, he's going to have like three carries for 30 yards, and he's going to have one caught pass for 40 yards and a touchdown. And then what do you do with him? <laughs> with Jamal Charles? Yeah, yeah. You, keep, you keep him on your bench until you need him for a bye week. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's the kind of stats he's going to put up here and there, and it's going to have everybody questioning how much do you value. Because um, he's gonna, I you know, he could be effective. Um, but they're gonna just, they're gonna end up splitting the load more than you want them if you're either owner. Right. Like you're not gonna get enough if you're the Jamal Charles owner, and you're gonna be annoyed if you're the C.J. Anderson owner. Yeah, makes sense. But I'm still kind of like C.J. Anderson for where he's being taken. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a moving on here to Adrian Peterson. I think this was a pretty stupid quote because like I just hate the stupid. Um, I don't know, cliche quotes that Stop saying football stupid. players being mean right now. Sorry, I don't. Uh, I don't really know another word, so I'll just say stupid. Um, Mark Ingram basically said that he's happy sharing the backfield with Adrian Peterson. Like, what is he supposed to say? <laughs> um, hey, they really don't like Mark Ingram no, in New Orleans. No, they don't. Um, it's a shame. Yeah. So, anyways, Mark Ingram's trying to be, you know, good about everything. And uh, I think Adrian Peterson, it's a hunch because there's no real data. Adrian Peterson didn't play hardly at all last year, got injured really early in the season. Um, There's a chance that, you know, if Adrian Peterson is healed and, you know, that O-line is decent, uh, decent enough for a good runner, uh, he definitely can outperform Jamal Charles. And I think, like you said, they don't love Mark Ingram. And Mark Ingram's good, but they don't love him. I think Adrian Peterson could surprise a lot of people. See, who would you rather have? Would you, of these, of the four here that we're talking about, rank them. Rank them between C.J. Anderson, Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram, and Jamal Charles. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I guess I'd have to go Ingram. Oh, God. Peterson, Charles. Oh, my God. Where's C.J. Anderson? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Anderson, Ingram, Peterson, Charles. Okay. I'm going to go Anderson. Wow, dude, really? You have Peterson third on that list? You're the Peterson guy, aren't you? Here's, I'm going to surprise you with my list. Ready? Well, I don't, yeah, go. I'm going to surprise you, me being the Peterson hater. I'm going Anderson. Peterson. What? And then I don't really care. Like Ingram and Charles, like I really don't like Ingram this year. I just He's, they do they don't like him and by by default, I'm I'm going like the other way on Mark Ingram. I don't like him this year. Yeah. I just don't I I he will not be on a single one of my fantasy teams. Yeah, me neither, probably. Because I think he is going to be he's the type of guy he needs all the work or he's shit. And he's not going to get it. Right. He's going to he's gonna get less than half the work. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go Ingram last. And I'm going to go Charles ahead of him. I'm going to go CJ Anderson, Peterson, Charles, Mark Ingram. And Armando's fucking pissed at me for saying that because he's all over the CJ Anderson jock. Yeah. I mean, sorry, the Mark Ingram jock. Ingram. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, this, uh, this next guy is a guy who really intrigues me. Uh, not a ton of off season talk about him. Um, 
there wasn't a ton of love until he produced last year, but LeGarrette Blunt moving over to the Eagles. Um, There's actually a piece of news today from LeGarrette Blunt saying, oh, they're gonna, he's going to be more involved in the passing game in Philly. Interesting. And that um, they, they would love to see him in some screens and that he's going to scare some people in that role. Uh, but I, I don't believe that part. Do I believe that he can be effective in Philadelphia? I, I think he can be better than Ryan Matthews. Yeah. yeah. But that's not saying a lot. But I, we've seen what LeGarrette Blunt is outside of New England. I, I don't think he... Please do not expect to get New England LeGarrette Blunt. He is going to be very disappointing if you expect anything like last year or even other New England years. He's going to be a very mediocre running back three this year uh yeah I, I would agree with that i think he does have value in the goal line package that uh the, the eagles play um ryan matthews surprisingly um took a ton of goal line carries last year um i think legarrette blunt could be more effective than ryan matthews on the goal line and that's pretty much all the eagles had was ryan matthews so i think if legarrette blunt takes those you know second and three from the three yard line uh that's where his value is going to come in and i think there's a lot of goal line work for him okay i'll give you i got a couple questions for you here okay because i'm gonna i think Legarrette blunt is probably one of those guys that even though his adp is 26 um i still think he's probably a little bit overdrafted and so i'm going to give you some guys going right around him the Garrett Blunt or Bilal Powell? Uh, Powell. The Garrett Blunt or Amir Abdullah? Abdullah. The Garrett Blunt or Mike Gillisley? I love Mike Gillisley. Okay, here's a good one because for me, these guys are probably going to have a similar role this year. The Garrett Blunt or Frank Gore? That's close. Yeah, they will have a similar role, I think, too. Uh, I'm going Blunt. Although, although there have been great reports, I guess conflicting, because uh, I have heard great reports on Frank Gore, but then I also heard about Robin Turbin is expected to do, to do a lot. So, <laughs> Okay, um, and then like Garrett Blunt or Paul Perkins? Hmm. Because like, Paul, Paul Perkins is already getting conflicting reports, but should be the starter for the Giants. Yeah. Uh, if the time I'm drafting, if Paul Perkins is getting the same love he is as far as being a starter. I think I got to go Perkins, right? Yep. So I probably have Blunt behind all those guys. Yeah. Okay. Do I? So, I, I? I picked a lot of guys over Blunt, too. I don't remember how many. And so that's more or less where I'm at. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm at the point where it kind of... Blunt is the type of guy that I'm taking him if I went really receiver-heavy or I, I drafted a quarterback already, or I drafted a tight end early, and I just need a guy that it's going to get me a few points at the running back position every single week. Yeah. If I just want some consistency, a guy I can throw in there, and it's going to get me, uh, you know, five or six points every week, depending on whether or not he scores. Yeah. Right. And so that's Legarrette Blunt. He is. He's going to be like. Frank Gore has been for the last couple of years. Yeah. And that's basically how I see him. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a worse version of that. Perhaps. And so you're you're not going to be excited at the end of the at the end of the week, but his numbers will look good at the end of the year. Fair. Yeah. Right. I can see that. That's what LeGarrette Blunt is. Yeah. Good analysis. All right, moving on. I just uh want a couple of uh, quick, I guess quick hitters here. Uh who has more fantasy points at the end of the season, Latavius Murray or Delvin Cook? Delvin Cook. Yeah, I think, and I I hated I hated 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 the spot for Dalvin Cook, He's my favorite player in the draft, but he, he he'll be better than Latavius Murray by far, and he's not going to be given the first crack, but he'll be better. Okay, how about uh, Theo Riddick or Amir Abdullah? Abdullah, yeah, me too. I think he finally stays healthy this year, and I think he's going to be surprisingly good. Are you buying in on this Joe Mixon stuff? A little bit. Yeah, I think I am too. Here's they, why. Here's why I'm buying in on it. They're already saying that Gio Bernard is not going to be healthy for the start of the season. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to so say that. You tell me that, and you tell me Jeremy Hill has been 
very underperforming the last two years. And I think Joe Mixon will slowly work into a role where it's going to be an annoying mess, but he'll emerge as the best guy. I don't think he's going to get the goal line work right from the beginning, though. They still like Hill in that role for some reason. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's the uh, he's led the league since he's come in and fucking goal line touches yeah. touchdowns and he does and that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh I wouldn't be surprised to see like I mean, like you mentioned, Joe Mixon creeping up and, and being the lead guy there. Um especially if Gio's not ready. He could just be a uh forgotten forgotten guy. It's a shame because Gio's Gio's a talented running back. I think Gio is a better running back than Jeremy Hill, but Jeremy Hill has always gotten the opportunity just because of his size. Yep. Yep. So um, and, and I don't think Jeremy Hill's a bad running back. I think he's just, for some reason, decided to run like a small guy, and that's not what he should be doing. Right. Uh, is Marshawn Lynch going to run through a motherfucker's face? Um, yes, but yeah. I think it's more because of the offense around him than him at this point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's he's, set he's, be- he's better than Latavius well. Murray. Yes. At this- he's better than Latavius Murray. It's. It would have been nice for that to be like the landing spot for Dalvin Cook. That would have been nice. Yep. That would have been nice. Or a place like Indianapolis would have been nice. But yeah. No. Oh well. Uh, we take what we get. Exactly. Um, one guy that I'm coming around to. I know you love. He, he's probably like your love guy. Your your heartthrob this year. Hey, we should do that heartthrobs instead of whatever else we call it. Um, Jordan Howard. Don't hate it. <laughs> Jordan Howard. Okay. Jordan uh, Howard. I'm definitely coming around to him. He's not even my heartthrob in the top five at running backs. I mean, that's JHI, but I do like Jordan Howard. I think you like Howard more than a lot of people, and I'm coming around to that. I mean, we talked about him early, early, early in the offseason, and uh, and uh, I think uh, we have an article coming out soon on Jordan Howard, which I think uh, definitely takes a good look into. Uh, people are really scared that that offense isn't going to um, – you know, get it out. I'm gonna wait for you. Nope, <laughs> I don't know. Just say it. Jordan Howard. Uh, what was I saying? I got distracted. Because uh, nope. I'm gonna wait till this happens. This is. I'm not gonna help you. This is how it, it works. We're gonna help you Christian. through this. It's the off season. Yes. Okay. Early in the off season, everybody's scared that he is in a really bad offense and that they will create uh, not good opportunities for Jordan Howard. Um, but I believe Jordan Howard's one of the only good opportunities they have, and they'll use him, and they'll find a way to use him. Yes. It's it's tough for a running back to be elite on a bad team. Um, but I think more and more we're seeing that kind of comeback where they, teams are trying to keep it close if they're bad teams, right? And yeah. so they run the ball. Yeah. And... Um, if they know they either beat, maybe they try to waste some more time. Uh, but we'll see. I, I like Jordan Howard. I think he is a very dynamic running back on a very crappy team. So yeah, for what it's worth, I think he's probably being underdrafted even where he's at in the top 10 amongst running backs. He is the number nine running back being drafted. Um, I have him personally at number five. Yeah, I'll have him closer to five. Amongst running backs. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, among running backs for sure. He definitely needs to be somebody's first running back. Somebody's RB1. Oh, yeah. And that's where he's being drafted. Yeah. Cool. Um, oh, Brito, before we end the whole episode, um, we did a episode like, I don't know, two weeks ago. My computer fucked up, and we didn't get it in the episode. Um, I know you're probably not prepared for it, but I want to hear Christian's Amazon tip of the day. We don't have a drop for that yet. I mean, you could have created a drop before you published the episode. Nope. This is right off the top of the head. This is what we do here. No, wait. Hold on. I had it prepared here on my computer. Why are you doing this you? to me? Yeah, I had an Amazon tip saved on my computer. Well, you should know the on. tips. These should just be tips that you live life. These shouldn't be tips that are pre... Uh, yeah, but I already, I already gave my first tip one time. Wait, I'm not sure if I've read this out loud or not. No, you, yeah, you said you no because we didn't publish any tips. So we want Amazon just a tip. I really like that name. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what it was. Okay, so 
if you're not aware, this is actually very cool. And so I have it set up in a specific way. So if you shop on Amazon and you shop on Amazon a lot, like I do, before you go to amazon.com, type in smile.amazon.com. And what happens is it'll pull up Amazon Smile. It's the exact same website. The only difference is that a portion of your purchase goes to the charity of your choice. So for me, that's Autism Speaks. Uh, If you guys know anything about me, I work with children who are autistic. Um, That's a big part of what I do in my personal life. But you can choose whatever charity you would like to donate to. If it's Autism Speaks because you heard me speak about it, that would be amazing. But there's a lot of choices out there, a lot of great projects, uh, the Wounded Warrior Project, American Red Cross, uh, World Wildlife Fund, St. Jude. There's a lot of great things that you can donate to on Amazon. Um, And it's one of the reasons that I I love this company is that they do initiatives like that. Um, A little update though, Amazon is buying Whole Foods. So... I, I don't know how I feel about that, but you should I think feel, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you should feel awesome about it. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to tell Alexia, I'm going to say, get me bananas. And 10 minutes, bananas at my doorstep. Yeah, but they're organic bananas, and I want that Monsanto? Monsanto. Monsanto crap. <laughs> no, you want organic. You, it's good for your body. That's a, that's a joke, Dale. Oh, my God. Jesus. You're just like that guy who thought I was serious about the OJ comment. <laughs> And I bet you don't believe in recycling either. I do recycle. But recycling is kind of a... What the hell would I do with all the Amazon boxes if I didn't (laughs) recycle? Good point. Um, By the way, if anybody lives in or around Greensboro, North Carolina, and has moving boxes, um, hit me up because I'm uh, I'm moving and um, I don't want to buy cardboard boxes. That's the biggest scam. That's the biggest scam in America. Buying cardboard cardboard boxes? Just go to your local Publix. Do you have Publix? No, we don't have Publix. We have Harris Teeter. Oh, man. So feels so bad for you. Yeah, I know. I feel bad. But I'm moving to a Publix place. Is Publix is the best supermarket in America. It like, is. Amazon's the best website on the in the world after, you know, your favorite lobster tube. But um, <laughs> Publix is the best supermarket in yeah, the country. Yeah, it is. By far. Publix yeah, is it's by not, far. It's not even close. Not even close. If you shop at Winn-Dixie, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Um, oh, hey, uh, before we go really quick, let's play this interview. Um, <laughs> I, was kind of, I was like, why do you keep saying we're going? We have an interview with yeah, Andy. Yeah. yeah, okay. We have an interview with Andy. Um, I may or may not have been a little long-winded in one of my questions. Um, Burrito gave a me sh- <laughs> Look, I was dying. Like, I had to mute my mic. You don't understand. <laughs> I was dying because Dale has a guest on and then proceeds to talk about it's fucking poker bad beats for three minutes about himself to the guest <laughs> Listen, on air. You got to set up the question in the, you know, the, you don't the, set it up with a three minute story about yourself. I think, I think he was interested in the story. I think he was genuinely interested in the story. He's like, okay. he was wondering how it was all going to end. Nope. <laughs> putting on, a, I'm putting on the poll right now. Was he interested? Oh, well, the show is not out yet. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do when it. you tweet the show out, put on the Twitter poll, was Andy interested in that story? And we'll tag him and let him see what he votes. <laughs> That's fine. All right, let's play it. All right, well, uh, the two seven, uh, 2017 National Fantasy Football Convention is in Dallas this year on July 14th through the 16th. Uh, we're excited to be a part of it. Uh, on the phone with us now is the director of the event, Andy Alberth. Andy, thanks for joining us today. I'm sure you're staying busy with all the organizing and all the crazy stuff with this event. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate you guys taking the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we were fortunate enough to secure a sponsoring partnership with you guys with NFC at NFFC this year. Um, so we'll be there, you know, with a booth, and we'll have goodies and all that kind of stuff for the folks attending. Uh, what can guests expect to, you know, see and do while attending this year? I know. I mean, looking on the website. Uh, by the way, the website is gonffc.com. Um, but what, what what can the guests expect to do, uh, you know, while there that weekend? I mean, there's so, there's so much to do. There's uh, it's kind of becoming this Disneyland, I would say, for fantasy football or football fans in general. You're able to uh, participate participate on a football field. We have a main stage where you're able to watch the best fantasy experts go against each other in an ultimate draft. You even get a shot at winning a shot into the ultimate draft, which is five lucky fans get chosen to be in an NFL or a fantasy football draft with five NFL players. That's awesome. And they're actually draft. I mean, they're in a season long league with them. 
so there's a lot of, a lot of cool events, a lot of over 50 NFL players doing autographs, photo ops, Q and A's, doing mock drafts with them and the U rules mock draft lobby. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, looking at the schedule now on your website, you know, you have stuff going on all day Saturday. I mean, first, you know, if, if you buy a ticket and you're an MVP uh, ticket holder, you have a kickoff party on that Friday night and then all day Saturday, you have all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Um, very well laid out. And then Sunday you have a few things going on too, uh, including a sports career builder, which I think is pretty cool. We're, we're definitely going to go to that. Um, yeah. we're, like I said, we're really excited about it. So what, what caught my eye, Andy is really, this is pretty different from a lot of things out there. There really isn't, there really isn't anything like it. So I told Dale, like, we got to be a part of this. We got to figure out how, uh, what brought on the idea of doing this? Like, how did this come about? What, how did, what created it? I would, it was an idea that we came up with me and a business partner. And the thought behind it was there was a fantasy convention that's happened before, but the difference between them and us is they didn't have any players. They had a lot of fantasy experts, but for me, that's not going to get somebody to jump on a plane, buy a ticket, stay at a hotel and pay for that all just to get fantasy football knowledge. I mean, we can read articles online and read their stuff online as well. I thought if you actually bring the fantasy experts together with the players and actually meet these players where fans get the opportunity to have these stories that they'll remember for the rest of their lives, be able to meet a player. And that kind of goes back to the, we can all go to a football game, spend a thousand dollars, sit at the 50 yard line, but we're going to walk out of there and not meet one player. So yeah. at our place, you can meet a couple players, you can get autographs. You can, you have some really cool stories to go home with. Yep. And speaking of players for the people that are listening that don't know, um, you and Tony Romo are cousins, if I'm correct. Does he have any involvement in this event? He does. He's, I mean, he's the owner of the company, one of the owners, one of three. So he does have involvement. He won't be hosting it this year, but he's expected to be there. He's excited about it. Um, it's For us, it's just the beginning. And and what's what's that kind of like now with, with Romo out of football? Does he call you all the time, not realize you're working and busy, just trying to see <laughs> if you want to go bowling? <laughs> He's more of a movies guy, but definitely <laughs> I did. I used to get a couple of those calls that he understands how much work we're putting into it and he wants to see it succeed. So, and he's got, he actually is really busy with CBS. It's picked up a lot and he's working every day improving his craft to become one of the best in the industry. Dude, he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be one of the best, like from the very beginning. It's, it's pretty, uh, pretty cool seeing the, that transition for some reason, uh, quarterbacks that transition to the booth, they do a really good job. Yeah. Uh, and just to go back on the schedule again, uh, on the schedule for Saturday, there's a fan expo. Can you talk a little bit about that exactly? What is a fan expo? The fan expo is Disneyland for football oh, that's... fans. We have a really cool centerpiece, which is the U Rules uh, mock draft lounge, along with other stuff going on. And then we have a 100-foot stage with or a 100-foot main screen on a stage. And then we also have a football field built out there. And then we have a lot of other sponsors that are going to be involved, whether they're food, fantasy projects, sports products, health and fitness, all different types of things. Kind of a consumer sports show is what we're building into. And we have different sections, whether it's the tailgate zone or the fan cave. Um, it kind of fits those themes as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we're we definitely uh, we're pretty active on Twitter, and we try to get all of our listeners, you know, to go and, uh, you know, check everything out for sure and, and come out and meet us while, while we're there. So it'll be a good time for everybody. Um, Andy, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I just got one more question for you, though. Uh, I read online that you were a poker player. I'm not sure if you still play now, but I read back in the day you were quite the, uh, the poker player. Um, I guess this is kind of a two-part, well, one-part question, but I'll just share what, what I have going on really quick. I'll break it down really quick because I'm sure nobody really wants to hear my boring poker nobody, story. Nobody cares, Dale, but go ahead. You're <laughs> no, no, not, no. not going to be able to stop that's you. What they told me on, that's what they told me on hold. Really <laughs> <laughs> now, now I know who they're talking about. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, so really quick. I went uh, playing poker at a small-time poker room with my father-in-law. You know, we're bonding. It was fun. This? Yeah, no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I, I had $100. I was in college. That's all I had was $100. We were playing low-limit tables, right? I go through my whole $100 in like an hour. I have like maybe 10 bucks left on the table. I say, you know what? For once in my life, I'm going to stop, you know, before I lose it all. Normally, I'm just crazy and I just go at it. So anyways, I take my $10 off the table. I said, you know what? I'm done for the night. I felt good about myself walking home with something in my pocket. $10. My, you know, my father-in-law was like, Dale, you know, I can loan you a couple bucks. He's like, no, I'll sit out. You know, I'll sit in the table, but I'll watch you. One table goes around. One hand goes around as soon as I take all my money out. 
at a big thing. They had like a big promotion. It was bad beat. And they said, you know, if you get a bad beat, the table gets a jackpot of, at the time it was like $50,000 or something. So I'm sitting back. The table I was at gets the bad beat. Everybody splits $10,000. I don't get it because I was, I didn't have any chips in front of me. All I had to do was keep my chips in front of me. But of course I took them out like an idiot. Um, so the table splits, everybody gets like 10 grand, I think it was, or eight or $10,000. And, uh, I went home nearly in tears, uh, tell myself I won't ever play poker again. The reason why I bring this up yeah. is yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I relive that and I, uh, yeah, I, I, it's hard to play poker now. Anyways, being a professional, I want to know what is like the craziest poker story. I'm sure your poker stories are like way beyond anything I could even imagine. Is there like a craziest poker story that you have that when you're, you know, with your buddies and somebody asks you that this is the story to tell? Do you have anything like that? Uh, I maybe have two small ones real quick. I think right on my birthday, I was in a World Series in San Diego. And literally right before it turned midnight, 11.59, my girlfriend was there. We were on vacation. I look over and I didn't have pocket aces all 12 hours. Well, the tournament started at 12 p.m. We hit midnight and it hits my birthday. My initials were AA. Literally right there at midnight on my birthday, I got pocket aces on my first hand belt. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But then the, the other one would probably be probably getting rivered on my first chance to go to the World Series, the main event, having the guy about 94 to 6%. And he rivered me on the one of the only two cards that he could possibly get Ouch. to take me out of the tournament. When we were down to the final nine, make it, we were down to 10. Oof, that's tough. Now, I mean, you know, it, you think in, you know, in sports terms, you know, if, you know, quarterback, they lose a game, you know, they try to get it out of their head as quick as they can. You know, they say the good ones, you know, have short-term memory, uh, short-term memory loss, you know. Uh, is that is that the same with poker players? Do you just go home and forget about it and go on the next day, or is that something that stings? No, I mean, you have to let it go. Yeah. You have to understand if you want to play that professionally right. that you're going to have good luck and bad luck. It, it usually evens out in the long run. Right, right, right. Okay. I, I just had to ask because I know uh, I'm sure, you know, there are some crazy stories in the poker rooms and all that stuff too. But, um, Andy, I won't take up too much of your time. But, again, uh, everybody, uh, I highly urge you. I think this is an awesome event, uh, the National Fantasy Football Convention in Dallas, like I said, uh, July 14th through the 16th. It's that weekend. Uh, tons of awesome activities. If, if you're interested, go to the website. I mean, it's all laid out there for you. Um, different types of entry. You know, they have field passes and MVP passes, even special prices for kids. Um, Andy, is there anything else that you want to uh, plug for the NFFC that I didn't talk about? No, I mean, I think just the website is GoNFFC.com. Again, it's G-O-N-F-F-F-C.com. And then I think you guys have your own promo code, E-S. Yeah, E-S-F. E-S-F. Yeah, yep. short. Correct. So, Saves, saves your fans $20 every time they register. Sweet. Absolutely. And Disney uh, World for Disney. fantasy. Yeah, we're, we're excited to see you guys out there for sure. I think this is only the beginning of something that could be really fun for the next five, ten years for fantasy football fans. Definitely. We're, we're excited awesome. and, uh, and again, uh, happy to be a part of it. Andy, again, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll cross paths soon. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys having me. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Andy. Later, Andy. Bye. Yep. Bye. All right. And we're back. Uh, and we're back. Actually, uh, that went really cool. I'm very excited. He kept saying the Disney World of fantasy football. So I really expect, and I'm going to be upset if there isn't, I really expect turkey legs. You texted me turkey legs like five times during the interview. You kept saying turkey legs, question mark, turkey legs, question mark. Because <laughs> I wanted you to ask him about it. I was like, come on, should we ask him about this? And you didn't want to ask about it for some damn reason. Because I had my story all lined up in my head and I was already nervous. So. He said Turkey. He said Disney World of fantasy football yeah. like two or three times. Yeah, he did. He did. So, anyways, um, so I hope you enjoy that. I hope you we do see you at the National Fantasy Football Conference. Um, use a promo code ESF to save some money. Um, I think it's like fifteen or twenty bucks that you can save. So that's awesome. If you're not following us on Twitter, you can do so at Eat Sleep FF. If you are also not following jack doyle you can do so at doyle jack 84 tweet him tell tweet at him about our show just anything random about our show any facts that you may have heard about how he spends a quarter of his life playing jenga you know just tweet that at him something or that he loses sleep over the balance on his library card absolutely that seems like a real thing (laughs) 
All right, guys. Do you think Jack? Wait, hold on. Do you think what? Jack Doyle knows how to change his battery in his car? Uh, I would say uh, yes. Jack Doyle probably knows exactly how to do it um, without getting dirty. Okay. Do you think Jack Doyle like feels like kickers have rights? For Christian Brito, I'm Dale. Thanks for listening. It's on the fantasy football action that you need.